The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut invites you to spend the next quarter of an hour with us for this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. This is Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing with the next sermon in Pastor Greg Scalzo's series on Heavenly Authority. Before we begin my husband's message, let me remind you of our church website at www.shiarjashub.org, where you will find information about our church and services, as well as a library of radio programs for serious Bible study. Here now is the author of The Nature and Power of Prayer, Pastor Greg Scalzo. Last time in the Heavenly Authority series, we were in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we saw a list of the different offices. In verse 28, we read, And God has appointed these in the church. And you receive at the very beginning of the list the first three offices or the three high offices. First, apostles. Second, prophets. Third, teachers. First, apostles. Second, prophets. Third, teachers. Those are the three high offices listed in order. And then after that, miracles. Deutimus, workers of miracles. Then, gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. And we said last time that this is not to give an exclusive list. The offices are not limited by what we have here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's giving us some of the most important offices. And I like to look at other scriptures today to clarify this. For example, if you look at the corresponding section, the corresponding section, Ephesians chapter 4. And I'm reading for the New King James. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11, it says, And he himself gave some to be apostles. That's the same. Some prophets. That's the same. Some evangelists. Now that's added, right? An evangelist is a preacher of the good news. An evangelist is a preacher of the gospel. And some pastors and teachers. Now, teachers we had before, right? First apostles, second prophets, third teachers. So teachers are listed here, but with the teachers are listed pastors, some pastors. And this is probably more specific than and not necessarily equivalent with administrations. Pastor can have the office of administration. There are those that can have the office of administration and might not be a pastor. So we have pastor added to this list, and it's an association with teachers, some pastors and teachers. And if you look over to 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 17, let the elders, and we're going to see later on in the study that elders and pastors and overseers or bishops are very closely connected in the scriptures. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor 
in the word and doctrine. So not all pastors or elders are teachers, but some are. And that's why they're listed together here in Ephesians chapter 4. So we have some additional offices listed in Ephesians that we don't have specifically mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Also, if you look over in Romans, Romans chapter 12, and Lord willing, we'll speak about these different offices. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, For I say, Paul says, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Let me read it again. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Not to think more highly than he ought. None of us, very clearly, he's going to go on to speak about gifts, spiritual gifts. If you have a new King James, some of you will have a topicized here, serve God with spiritual gifts. None of this is to fill us with pride. None of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, none of the offices God calls us to and places us in should ever fill us with pride. But we are to think soberly. That word there means sober judgment. It means in the Greek to be of sound mind, to be sane. We are to be sane and sound-minded about the gifts and the offices of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes that's a problem with churches blessed with the gifts. To have a sound mind, to be sane, to be sober, to have sober judgment about using and having discipline with the gifts. And that's why then you have what? You have the other side which comes in and they will say, well, there's none of this stuff going on today. That all passed away because they don't want to have to deal with people not using sound judgment, sober, sound judgment. It's not to puff us up. I remember years ago, there were several Pentecostal Christians we had fellowship with, and some of them were, were gifted, but some were just so brazen, terribly brazen. And you could understand how someone could fall into the trap of the Baptists of saying, well, look, I don't want any part of that. Because you got the feeling that, yes, God had blessed them, but they just thought so much of themselves that God blessed them. There was no humility. And they just were brazen in their, the way that they presented the gifts that God gave them. I don't believe they ever really came into the position that God wanted. Matter of fact, we know in several cases they never, some fell away, they never came to the position God really had for them. Had they been more, a, more of a sober mind, of a sound mind, of a sane mind. Not to think more highly, but to think soberly as God has dealt. God has dealt. God has given a portion to. That word dealt means to apportion, to bestow, to share. God has shared. God has apportioned. God has bestowed to each one a measure of faith. We should think in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. 
according to the measure of faith God has given, as God has dealt to each one a measure. And that word measure means, is in the Greek is metron, a measure, a degree, a limited portion. Whatever the measure, like you have a ruler and you measure, whatever measure God has apportioned to you, has dealt to you, that's how you should think, that's how you should act with a sane and sober mind. It's the same word that you have in John chapter 3 and verse 34. For he, speaking of Jesus, whom God has sent, speaks the words of God, for God does not, does not give the Spirit by measure, metron. Jesus had unlimited anointed of the Holy Spirit. He is the anointed one. There is no limit to the measure that God gives to him. And as his children, now the Spirit measures, apportions, bestows upon us a share, and he gives us a measure of faith. And we are to understand with sound minds the measure of faith, the measure of the gifts that has been given to us. He says, Paul says back in Romans chapter 12, through the grace, I say this to you, through the grace given to me. That's how Paul does his ministry. It is grace given to him. He's called to it. He doesn't deserve it. God has placed him in that position. Remember Ephesians 4.7. In Ephesians 4.7 it says, but to each one of us grace the gift, unmerited favor. Grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Each one of us receives a measure of the gifts that Christ earned for us. And by that grace, that free gift, by the measure given to him, Paul can then boldly say, I say through the grace given to me. He can give instruction. He can write these words, God has anointed him. He is in the measure of faith God has given him. These are gifts of grace, the favor, the kindness of God. We don't deserve it, so don't be prideful. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. And you notice here that every gift of the Holy Spirit requires a measure of faith to step out, right? You need faith to be in the place of using the grace that God has given you. And the faith itself, actually, too, is part of the gift. You can say, I believe, I believe, I believe, but really we need faith from God to really have the ability to believe in such a way that things happen, that miracles happen, or that we can do that which God has called us to do, whatever the gift, whatever the office, whatever the position, whatever the working. It's all done by faith. So faith itself is a gift from God to be able to step out and do what God has called us to. And we need to know the grace God has given us. We need to know the measure of faith that God has given us to do his work. Every gift requires a measure of faith to perform it. Be sober, be sane in understanding this, Paul is saying. Don't be silly. Understand the measure of faith God has given you and the gifts and then their function in your life. Now, if you hold this concept being taught here, given in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, to know the measure of faith, 
to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And then you go to what we studied in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 last time. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. But earnestly desire the best gifts. Earnestly desire with all your heart. Ask, seek, knock. Desire everything that God has for you. Desire the best gifts. If you put them both together, be of sound mind. Do not think more of yourself than you should. Think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And eagerly desire the best gifts. You put them together and you will be a sound, powerful member of God's kingdom. Working under God's anointing. On our redesigned Shi'ar Jeshub website, we have added a new blog feature where Pastor Greg can add insights on current issues. Up now is a blog on the shocking honor granted by the Queen of England on her birthday. And there is a brand new blog Pastor Greg entitled, My One Bad Haircut. If you have ever questioned what the Christian position on tattooing should be, you have to read this blog. I think you will find both blogs entertaining, eye-opening, and scriptural. The website again is shiarjashub.org. And Shi'ar Jashub is spelled S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B. And don't forget to check out Pastor Greg Scalzo's award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. Please join us next time on Shi'ar Jashub.